Welcome into the Joshua Perry Show here on Monday, May 20th, 2019. This podcast is, of course, starring former Ohio State linebacker, captain, national champion, and NFL player, Joshua Perry. I am Dave Biddle. Mr. Perry, welcome in. Great to talk to you, as always. It's always good to be here. Buckeyes only have one commitment so far on the defensive side of the football for the 2020 class. They have eight commits overall. I think the class is going to be fine in the end, but some fans seem concerned that this coaching staff has a lot of like street cred as far as on the offensive side of the ball, but a lot of proving to do on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I don't know if that's the case when you have Larry Johnson and Greg Madison over there, but I know there's some young guys over there as well. Um, some fans are concerned they only have one defensive player that's committed so far, Joshua. That is legend Cavazos. Uh, he originally committed to Urban Meyer, then decommitted, then recommitted, of course, to Ryan Day. Are you concerned that the Buckeyes only have one defensive commit so far? Uh, not really. And um, I'll, I'll start off by saying, you know, I don't follow recruiting, you know, too in-depth, but I, I know how recruiting works. So uh, speaking from that, I can't tell you a lot about guys' star rankings and what kind of players I think that they are going to be when they're juniors in high school. But what I can tell you is how to build a college roster and what happens when you have a, a staff turnover. And so what you're seeing here, like you said, the offense has a lot of street cred. Well, you know, the guy who was running the offense last year is now the head coach, so it's going to be his system. And you saw how successful it was a year ago, uh, not only with the way that the quarterback play was, but the wide receivers did really, really well. I think that we saw the running backs do well. We had some questions about the O-line, but I feel like we could say that they progressed as the season went on. And I, I feel like, you know, spotlight's probably going to be on coach stud, but I think he'll respond to that on the defensive side of the ball. Last year was not very good product wise. So it was a little bit down. So, you know, guys just based off of that, aren't going to be too excited to jump on board. But the other thing you got to think about, you know, if you're one of these new defensive coaches, let's say you're out of Washington, uh, you know, you were just recruiting all of your guys, all the same guys that you're recruiting now to come up to the team up North a year ago. You were telling them how good it was up there and how much better their defense was and this, that, and the third. And now you flip the, the script. You put on, uh, you know, different clothes and you go on to some of these same kids and you've got to preach to them how awesome the Ohio State University is now. Well, number one, they're going to be like, all right, you know, like I got to get to know you a little bit better because a year ago you were telling me the opposite. But number two, they're going to want to see what this product actually looks like. So I feel like, Number one, as the as the coaches build relationships with these kids uh, representing the Ohio State University, I feel like the recruiting is going to become a lot better. These kids are going to start to trust them more. They're going to start to know that these coaches have their best interests in mind and really figure out that what, you know, Al Washington might have been selling at Michigan was Michigan's defense is this, that, and the third. But really what he was selling is I can coach you into being this, that, and the third. And the defense is this because of what I can coach. And now he's going to be doing the same thing at Ohio State. But the other thing that goes along with that is, you know, kids are going to want to see what the product looks like and what it actually looks like on the field to see if that they fit in the system, see if that this is a place they really want to go. So uh, am I worried? Short answer, not really. Why? Because there's, I mean, a lot to prove out there, but I think that they can prove it. And it's still relatively early. It's not as early as it used to be for the recruiting calendar. Of course, with the early signing period, we're exactly seven months away from the beginning of the early signing period in December. Um, that's something they did not have when you were playing, obviously, when you were getting recruited. Um, this will be the third year have, they will have the early signing period. I always thought it was strange how basketball had one and football didn't. Do you like the early signing period? Do you think it's a good thing for players? I think it's a good thing for players because it makes coaches really show their hand. Um, you know, like if, if you offer a guy – 
if he wants to commit and he's going to sign early, you have to make sure that's a guy you really want. So, um, you know, in the age now, some some coaches say it speeds things up because you got to be able to go after players uh, and you got to make sure that you have their offers out before the early signing period because they might go somewhere else. But to me, it makes you say, all right, well, now we're not going to just be throwing offers out willy-nilly because these guys are going to sign early and then we're going to have too many guys in our class who sign early and we can't get to the guys we really want. So you've got to be very calculated on which offers you're tossing out. you got to be very calculated on how you get to know these guys and then the timing of everything uh, for players it seems to work out a little bit better. We've got so many transfers, um, obviously Justin Fields being the most prominent. Jonah Jackson will join the team as a presumptive starter in June. Um, the Rutgers transfer the offensive lineman. They just got a quarterback yesterday, Jagger LaRoe. He'll be a preferred walk-on, a kid that was at Texas A&M, just to add some depth to the quarterback room, get an extra arm for practice for the scout team. My question for you, and I know it varies, Joshua, from player to player, but in, in generally speaking, when a guy joins the team, a transfer comes in, and you guys don't have any previous relationship with them, you guys not only have been on the Ohio State team together, you guys knew each other since you guys were being recruited. How long does it usually take a guy to really win over the locker room? Well, it depends on what kind of attitude they come in with, you know, because I'm looking at a new guy coming in. I'm like, who the hell are you? And if it's a guy you expect that to be playing soon, it's definitely like, okay, well, who in the hell are you? So, um, you know, throughout summer workouts and throughout the test coach Mick is going to have for these guys and and team building, uh, it tends to happen pretty rapidly. But if a guy who's coming in as a transfer, um, you know, the guy from Rutgers, I can't, you just said his name. Yeah, Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson who I'm really excited about because he's a a very good player at a school where probably he wasn't going to be maximized. If he's a tough guy and he embodies what Ohio State football is, it's going to be a great transition for him because he's going to help the team immediately and guys are going to be able to trust him. But if he comes in and he's not as tough as what they expect him to be and, you know, he's – He's not used to the way that we work here, and he doesn't fit into the mold. Even though he's going to be a guy who probably plays, guys are still going to have questions about him. So uh, to me, it really comes down to uh, what can you prove to your teammates in a short amount of time, you being the new guy. Do you hit the ground running? You know, Do you respect how things are done there? Um, do you respect kind of what the leadership looks like right now and earn your pace, earn your way through? Or if your guy expecting to come in and play, do you think that you just assume a certain role that you don't deserve yet? Very interesting. That yeah, I I, I knew it d- differed from player to player. I just want to get the, the general perspective from you. I, I want to ask you a few questions about this loaded defensive line. We'll start with Devon Hamilton. He's a guy that I thought improved immensely from third year sophomore season to the fourth year junior season. Now he's going to be a fifth year senior. What do you expect out of Devon Hamilton this year, Joshua? A lot of big plays. Um, you know, he's a guy who can rush from the interior of the line. He's a very uh, uh, strong and aggressive players. So he can make some plays in there. Um, just being in the system and being coached by LJ for as long as he's been coached by LJ is an automatic plus. And so you, you expect that these guys who go from, um, you know, their fourth year in the program to their fifth and final year in the program make a huge leap because there's a reason why you stay for a fifth year. It's number one, um, you need to get better, but number two, you expect to get better by staying. And so, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I think the one thing that would be a challenge for him is how do you really become a true leader on that D-line? Because outside of some of the great players that have been on that D-line, some great leadership has come out of there. And he's been a guy um, that I've known to be a little bit quieter, not to say that he doesn't work hard, not to say that um, he doesn't embody what he's supposed to be 
as uh, a leader on that unit, but how vocal can you be about that and leading younger players into, you know, stepping into roles that they should be in? It's just such a luxury to have a fifth-year senior, Devon Hamilton, a fifth-year senior, and B.B. Landers as the presumptive starters. And then they have a ton of talented young defensive tackles as well. Tommy Togiai, obviously, uh, Teron Vincent, Haskell Garrett. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Who do you like the best out of that group, of the young guys? Uh, man, that's a great question. And, it, I mean, it's really hard for me to sit here and pick one because, I, I mean, I'll say one thing about one guy and they'll be like, but this other guy does. It's, it's kind of wild. Tommy Togia is a very exciting player just because I think the amount of plays that we've seen him make already in his young career, um, you can say that he's going to become a great player. Haskell Garrett had some uh, uh, ups and downs, but I think that we all expect him to become great. And then Teron Vincent, um, not only a solid player, but the stock that he comes from, you know, kind of with the legacy of his father being a very, very good football player too. You know that mentally he's built to, to succeed in this game. So I think they all have got their positives. They've all got kind of the things that you want them to improve on. Uh, but just from those guys, it's, it's kind of wild because we're so used to looking at um, the, the outside of this defensive line and kind of the ends that we've had here in the rushers. And, and those are, you know, the strong suit. But I think a lot of production is going to come from the middle of that line being so stout and so deep in rotation that the guys on the outside are going to have such an easy time. I mean, think about it. If you're an inside linebacker and you're playing behind those guys in the middle, you already know those gaps are going to be accounted for. So it makes your job easier. You can run over to the top and hit. And then if you're on the edges of that defensive line, you already know it's going to be tough up the middle. The ball is going to have to spit to you. And that makes your production go up. So these guys are probably all super excited, just like me sitting here talking about it, to see how those guys are going to play this year. Heck yeah, and you know, and they have Chase Young on the outside and, and good defensive ends as well. So it's not like it's not like offenses is like we just got to shut down the defensive tackles. <laughs> like okay, yeah, go. go I for mean, it. what do you do? Pick your poison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and they they're talented and deep at defensive end. It's just it's not like they just have Chase Young and a couple guys there. And they got the like you know Tyreek Smith, Tyler Friday, Jonathan Cooper, Javante Jean Baptiste, Zach Harrison. Zach Harrison's going to be a third team player. A five-star kid. Uh, it's amazing. It is. It's just, you know, and good for Larry Johnson. He deserves it. And Tommy Togia, one an anecdote about him, for those that don't know, I was asking the guys during spring, who's the strongest guy on the team? They all said, it's not even close. Tommy Togia is the strongest guy on the team. He's a sophomore amongst tons of strong dudes, and he's the strongest guy. So I thought that was pretty cool. Tommy Togia is the strongest man on the team. All right, last thing. Um I know a lot of fans have asked me about this, and I like Ryan Day a lot. And I don't know, I don't think we're going to know until the season starts, but they're at, they've been asking stuff like, is Ryan Day being too soft on the players? I guess Michael Thomas said something. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or if he was joking around with a reporter. Whatever it was, he was kind of joking around, but he said during spring when he was there for practice, yeah, they're not practicing as hard as we practiced. You know, like this would have been a walk in the park when I was here. Um, do you think Ryan Day could be possibly being too soft on these players? I'll, I'll say this. Um... I feel like as former players, we remember every workout as harder than it really was and every practice is more brutal than it actually was. Um, so I, I always take my memories of, of how tough the program was with a grain of salt because we just remember it different. Um, <laughs> Jim Trestle, I was told, there was only one time where he blew up on, on players and was like cussing during a game or anything like that. Um, you know, he was a guy whose program wasn't like that. Now, Luke Fickle was one of his assistants, and he was cussing it out every single day, every single play. Um, all of that to say that, you know, JT didn't have to run his program like that personally 
Urban Meyer was the guy who was going to dog cuss you right there in the middle of the field in front of everybody. So um, I think there's, you know, there's multiple ways to skin a cat, as they say. Um, I don't think that he's making the program soft. I think that he's adapting, number one, his own coaching style. But number two, like the, the players needed, I think, a little bit of change of pace because there would be times, even when I was a player, you walk through the woody and it's just like somebody stuck a pin into a balloon. And, you know, like it's it's a chore trying to get excited and, and trying to muster up the energy to to be able to perform in an Urban Meyer system. Like every day it was like, oh, my gosh, like I got to get my mind right to be able to do X, Y and Z. And sometimes it's just nice to come in during spring practice and not feel like you have to get your mind right to like, like walk through the door to to hydrate for the damn workout that you haven't even started yet. So I feel like it's just a different way the program's being run. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's soft. Um, I'm going to be able to sit back and make a judgment probably a little bit better once we see the results. But, you know, if this is how Coach Day is going to run his program and players are responding to it and his coaches feel like he's doing the right thing and the production and the play on the field is good, then this conversation is moot. Now, if we turn around here and people aren't seeing what they want to see, and the play doesn't look great, then we might be pointing fingers on, hey, you know, is it a little bit soft? But it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.